rock. But well, I was listening. Okay, I don't hi, think anybody's. Welcome back. Oh hey, I don't think anybody's really explored his album. And why would you? He's a transporter. But Wait, which album? I don't know. It's him with leaning on a truck. All of them the same. But it's like blue. I don't have no idea. But there's a really good song on there. Like with the roof. Listen. Don't fucking. Wait, what is it called though? I don't know. But it has a really good guitar breakdown. It blew my mind. I was like, is this really Kid Rock? I think you actually were talking to me about that. Well, it's very important. It's like crazy. <laughs> you know? I was really. <laughs> what made you think of this? I'm very. Well, we were singing music. Nah. <laughs> I'm a highway. Uh, we were also talking about how I am the sky. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how when we listen, like, like listen to songs that we like once, we'll listen to them fifty million times in two weeks. I didn't know that that was actually like an ADHD thing. I didn't either. Yeah, it's an ADHD and autism thing too. Yeah, what the hell? It's crazy. I'm like, what? It's. I'm not surprised, but I think that I'm more so like, oh, I actually know what it's called now. And because and, I would go, oh, yeah, you like yeah. that song? How many times have you listened to it? And oh, like, just oh, once a, a week. Yeah. Fuck you. What? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I get uh, annoy people with how many times I play a song over and over again. Well, and also like it's embarrassing. Like you don't want to sit in the car with your friend and put the song on repeat. <laughs> like, so you try to switch it up. One song. Exactly. Yeah. You try to switch it up. But you can't. And then when you do, you're like, God, this song sucks. This is not the song I want, you know? Okay. Speaking of that, <laughs> maybe we should do an intro. I'm so sorry. We're at my house today. We're at Holly's house yeah, this we evening. Yeah, locations. We got a better setup. We both have mic stands. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it right was, in my face. And yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we're real people. There's three dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have if a you fucking hear, problem. Well, no. I mean, whatever. In the world. Yeah. If you hear clicking, clacking, barking, growling, just, you know, be grateful. Yeah. Santa's not coming to town. It's not the reindeer. It's the fucking dogs. Santa's avoiding this house at all costs. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, ba- oh. Sorry. I just noted that you noticed that your shark drawing is crooked and it's really infuriating. Oh, my God. It's kind of, it's good. Okay, OCD. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> just, I didn't I even mean, notice. That. Really? No. Is it going to frustrate you now? Um, no. Oh, really? No, absolutely not. I get fucking weird about shows. I kind of like it like that because every it kind of distracts me from my own brain when I look at stuff that's crooked. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it well, gives me something to think about. And then I don't ever fix it because it helps. I immediately get not mad, just like uncomfortable. No, I totally understand. <laughs> I, I would it. I would be more than happy to fix that in about... 45 minutes. Are you okay? <laughs> <When> I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> have to look at I'll send you a time. picture when you get home. That's fucked up. I'm just, yeah. No, but like, it's like, I'm sorry. I didn't, I. No, you know what? Totally understand. <laughs> I totally get it. There's some things that matter to people and some it's things. It's so that, stupid though. No, yeah. No, don't say that. It's not. Because there's some things that I'm like, what is going on, girl? You know what I mean? Like I'm what? trying to think like. Things that you look at and you're like, I'm going to fucking explode. Um, uh, the bumper stickers with the five kids and the mom and dad. <gasps> oh, the, de- the little decal Yeah, things? but they're uh-huh. always crooked. That's the only, cro- that is the only crooked thing that fucking pisses me off. Um, have you seen, hold on one second, I'm so sorry. They have one now where it's the dad in jail in a jail cell. So there's bars over the no. fucking... Yeah. I have a picture on my phone. I'll show you later. I saw one the other day that were the Apple logos, like those little Apple stickers. Uh-huh. Two big ones and three small ones. 
Okay. I hate that. Wow. All right. I did, however, see a bumper sticker the other day driving home that said, <laughs> said raccoons do it in the trash. It was my favorite thing that they, I've ever seen. Yeah. That's really cute. But I'm yeah. trying to think of one of my favorite. I when people know. have their um, ponytails up and the really tight ponytail, but one tiny strand is out in the back. That bothers you? Yeah, because I just want to fix it, but I can't touch other people's head. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> I used to always notice it when I was riding the bus because I, I would sit behind someone. I think another thing that bothers me, <laughs> you know, we're, I mean, we've already talked about hygiene. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so hygiene a little bit. When I can see people's earwax. Uh-uh. And, you know, I understand. No. Like, that's a thing. No. But I can't do no. that. And then they get close to you because you're trying to talk. And I'm like, or listen. People, do you remember in high school when people wanted to share headphones with you and it was covered in earwax? I can't know. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I think so. You can keep them. I don't need okay. to hear anything ever again. Yeah. I love those skull candies, but no thanks, Roger. That's what these are. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. They're the over-the-ear ones, but they're skull candies. Those are, okay, the skull candies are the only one I would buy. I'd always get the blue ones. Those are cute. You know? You know, they just go in your little ear, but they have the rubber thing. Oh, and earwax and rubber. And you'd have to change them if you lost it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, never again. We're never doing that again. Um, Okay, back to. What were we talking about? You know what? I do want to talk about something, actually. We. I don't think that this will be too emotional. I don't know. We'll see. We'll start it out. We didn't have fucking dads. So how the fuck. Yes, go on. Yeah, What's, I mean, okay, we're, yeah. yeah, we're a little far detached from that issue. Eh, yeah, we're fine. But why do we know what dad rock is? Going back to Audio Slave, can we talk about that? Where did we get? First of all, I love that Audio Slave. No, you know what? A hundred percent. I totally agree. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think also it comes from the idea of what we think our dads would listen to. But I yeah. found out recently, like in the last few years, that my dad comes from a family of very religious police, like cops. Religious cop. police? Uh-huh. His dad is an ex-chief of police who's now a priest. Uh, not, sorry, a minister. Oh. Hail Mary, full of grace. His mom. And the Lord. Same thing. Whoa. Two of his brothers, same thing. Wow. Two of his brothers, I think two of his brothers are active policemen. And they're wow. all they're all just, you know out there doing Jesus-y stuff. I don't know. But I'm like, I don't know what my dad would listen to. Yeah. He's, he's he's on the FBI watch list. Thank God, he must be such a disappointment to them. He probably doesn't give that, two flying fucks Yeah, about I know. It. That makes me so sad. But I look at... Uh, no, not at all. It you does, know what I it's mean. It's like, you know, whatever led you, led you to that road, whatever. But I look at him with all the stuff that I've heard about him growing up, all the stuff that I found out, thanks to my investigative aunt. Yeah, what who, the fuck? The FBI watch list? I'm sorry. Uh, terrorist associations. And he's been pulled over for a lot of DUIs and possession of narcotics because he's like heroin and meth and all that shit. Terrorist association? I don't even know what it was. What does that even mean? I don't know. It wouldn't, it, there wasn't like an elaboration on stuff, but he is wanted. That needs to be elaborated. Oh, well, yeah, but I'd have to pay my no. money. <laughs> like, you know what? Honestly, yeah, that. not worth it. No, absolutely But I look not. at all of that, and I go, what music do you like? What music do Give you like? Give me one song. What do you think? That my dad would listen to. His name's Daniel, by the way. Okay. Hmm. I'll give you one. Tell me. Tim McGraw, Live no. Like We Were Dying. I hate it. No, absolutely. I also think of Aerosmith. Ooh. Okay. Not but country? Not, no. Okay. Okay. 
maybe, I don't know, I don't really have any kind of idea of what his personality is like. I always just wanted him to be my dad yeah, until yeah. I realized that I don't want your piece of shit ass to be my dad. You know what I think is kind of funny is that your dad's name is Daniel. My dad's name is Dennis. We got two D's. Two double dick D's. Double D, yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. What okay, so what's, what's, well, I don't really care about putting my full dad's name. Oh, yeah. I don't. I think, I, okay, listen, I don't give a shit. He's probably all fucked up in some weird trailer park somewhere, so I don't care. I don't either. His name is Dennis Leroy Hunt. That is so fucking awesome. Leroy. Like, my, who came up with that? I love it. It's great. Well, I don't, I just thought of Dennis the Menace. Yeah. He was a menace. Well, <laughs> Okay, anyway, yeah, you know. Well, my dad's name is Daniel Craig Robinson. So I, my last name used to be Robinson because my mom married him when I was four and changed my name, and it was like a whole thing. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, Gordal. Sorry. <laughs> that was really cute. I can You're hear that. You're trying to sniff my microphone. Okay. But when I went to I go Google him, I would type in Daniel Craig Robinson, and then there's the actor, Daniel Craig, like the famous British actor, Daniel Craig. 007? I've never seen that. What is that? John Travolta? Or no, what's it called? Oh. <laughs> That's it. Well, Daniel Boone. What is that guy? What does he do? James Bond? <laughs> Are you serious? Daniel Boone? John Travolta? <laughs> I don't know shit about James Bond. So I had okay, high hopes. Craig, yeah. I had high hopes that I was related to someone famous, but it just turns out I'm related to a drug-obsessed, tall bird man who's a piece of shit. That is so crazy. Isn't it weird? That is weird, yeah. I found a picture of him. It was an arrest record picture, like a mugshot. Like a mugshot? Yeah, uh, like when I was, he was like 19. And I looked at it, and he's a year younger than my mom, or a month younger or something like that. I think they're like the same age, but he's a little bit younger. And he looks, for reference, my mom is 54, yeah, I think she's okay. going to be 55. He looks like he's almost 70 years old. Yeah. I looked at mm-hmm. that picture and I went, no way, dude. Yeah. I only have like a handful, maybe like two or three photos of him that I have access to. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's wild. I have that same issue. I haven't talked to my dad in a very, very, very long time, but... I do like to stalk his Facebook profile sometimes just to, you know, like, see what is so shitty for him right now. Um, but he has no teeth. Really? He breeds border collies. No And he way. looks like he's 80. And I'm like, what? So, like, some of his profile pictures, like him and his wife. Um, you know, when I was younger, she told me that she had a disease that made her age faster. I believe that fucking bitch. Remember when I told you I was like, I knocked on the trailer the trailer door and I was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're just blowing glass. Yeah, blowing glass. Being creative. Wow. Okay. I'm just like, now thinking about it, I'm like, God, that she's really funny. That was a really funny joke. Wow, you got me. You know, <laughs> like, fuck, dude. You're quick with it. Make a career out of that exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. But you'd be too old when you got... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, dude. But yeah, no, I don't know. He... Uh, so some of his profile pictures of them and her like aging faster with her, you know, little scab marks. And then the other one's a dog catching a frisbee. So all over the place. I just, it makes me laugh because I'm like. No relation. I have, you like can't relate to anything. Not at all. No. no, not at all. I mean, dogs. Maybe. Oh, huh? I got three dogs. He breeds dogs. Maybe there's a connection there. But 
Other than that, we're Didn't not doing you talk that. Talk about how you sold your dog. Fuck. Yeah, Sorry. we no, it's okay. We totally can. He sold my shit. Okay, so when I was younger, um, him and my mom actually went in on a Christmas present for me, and it was a fucking dirt bike. Lo and behold, they told me that they went halfsies, but my mom fucking bought the whole goddamn thing. Um, and, you know, I didn't go over there for a few weeks because he was, um, he just got this new wife. I thought she was terrible. She was, you know, awful. There's so many things, but, um, I didn't go over there for a few weeks. So I was like, listen, I need a little space, man. And it was probably like a month and he sold my fucking dirt bike. Probably, I mean, for drugs, there's no fucking way, but he was like, don't tell your mom. And I'm like, well, I know, I know. Yeah, like thanks that's, for letting me keep your secrets. Exactly. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, and I told her, and she finally was like, oh my fucking God. And I'm like, I totally understand, asshole. Yeah. But I think the worst, most fucked up thing was my dog. I didn't go over there for, it was two weekends. That was it. And he was like, okay, so the trailer that we lived in, it was tiny. I'm talking like rusty, crusty, dusty, musty, tiny. Okay. Was it like my apartment tiny? It was small, like it was that big. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like the way that it was. Odd. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm talking like one suave shampoo, no body wash, like just one suave shampoo, no conditioner, bar soap, the Irish spring, you know what I mean? That's been, has hair on. It was that vibe, you know? Anyways, um, yeah. So we. Two, two weekends? Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. two weekends. So I didn't go over there for two weekends, and my dog was gone when I came back. And he was like, I, he was like, listen, you know, you weren't here, and honestly, it got way too hard for me to take care of this dog. So I took him down to Uncle Spider's house and Uncle Moose. And those are my uncles Uncle Spider, Uncle Moose. I'm not even fucking kidding. I shot my first gun with Uncle Moose. Great guy. But yeah, I didn't have a dog. <laughs> He fucking gave he, my dog to Uncle Spider. He just gave it away? Yeah, he was like, this is too much for me. But he was the one that, like, went and picked the dog up with me. And I think that was, like, my first, my first probably, like, abandonment sign. I was probably, like, seven. Yeah. Eight? Yeah. It's fucked. But anyways, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn. But then I'm like, you know what, actually, Meemaw still talks to him. Meemaw sends really? him summer sausages every Christmas. Whoa. Yeah, I know, it's weird. Um, that's just, like, her thing. But she talks to him sometimes. And last time that they talked was when my great-grandma died in February. Mm-hmm. And um, she, he was like, yeah, Jessica is in and out of the house, or in and out of the hospital for, like, her heroin shit. Jessica, the, his wife. Yeah, it's okay. his wife. <clears throat> um. And, you know, he's, like, living in a shack in a trailer park that's, like, just infested because they got kicked out of the house. So, anyways, I'm just saying, like, I'm chill. I'm good on that Dennis Leroy, you know? I'm going to rain check that. But also, like, with all of those experiences and putting the space and time between you and that person, regardless of, you know, familial connection, you look at it and, like, you know, I can't speak for you, but, like, you look at it for me and I'm like, dude... Thank fuck. Bye. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that was really hard for me was that he didn't want to reach out yeah. anymore. Like that, I think that's what fucked with me oh, that, the most. That because I too. would try so hard. And it was like, you you know, I think that was just the saddest part. That's what I took away from that. But now. Well, did you ever get that feeling that like 
Well, I it's like what did I do? Like I just wanted to be well, I just wanted exactly. to have a dad and like I'm a good daughter. Well, and that's why I looked for validation in all my uh, all the other men. You know, I was like I'm just daddy issues. That's, you know, that's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, that was the one person who was man who was supposed to unconditionally love me and he didn't. So and then I yeah. need it from anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, but it's I yeah. Do you know that you know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. He was in my life for 9 months when I was 4 years old. Smoked all the time, stole my mom's money, fucking cheated on him, my mom with a bunch of other people, like, was never there, never supportive. I remember learning how to eat with a fork because he slapped my hand so hard when I was eating that You're he said... fucking four years old. Four years old. He slapped my hand so hard at the, at the breakfast table, and he was like, you pick your fucking fork up and eat it like this, and that's how I learned to eat with a fork. You don't forget that. No. Ever. No. So the memories that I have of him... There's like one cute one and then all that stuff happened. I grew up and I think I was like 12, 13, 12, 13. Anyway, my mom was married to him that whole time. That's crazy. They got married and then he, she kicked him out and he, she couldn't find him to sign divorce papers for like nine years. Almost nine years. Oh my fuck. Couldn't find him. Nine years. Couldn't, but no. She was in contact with his exes, uh, the parents of my half-siblings. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. Gone. And then my mom finally got a hold of him. And I'm not 100% sure on this. I think it's because he was living with his mother at the time. Mm. Um, But finally got a hold, called him, was talking to him. And then she came into my room and went, your dad's on the phone. Do you want to talk to your dad? And I was so I felt did you feel like flushed and red and yeah, hot yeah. yeah I was like stuck mm-hmm. frozen and he and all of these years of resentment and all of this shit was like it was like in I could feel it in my throat it's like when you know you're not, trying not to cry and you can't really swallow it felt like that my mom hands me the phone and he goes hey and I go hi was, do you like sports? And I said, fuck you. And I hung up the phone. Do you like sports? Yeah. Because he, he also told my mom when my mom was pregnant, one, like, one, that can't be my kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and two. Because it, he only had boys, right? That's yeah, what he said? Yeah. That's not how that works. That's not idiot. how that works. So, yeah, he told my mom that I wasn't his kid because he could only have boys. That's not <laughs> doesn't make any sense wow yeah and those are my genetics it's like laughable <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> i'm sorry i look at it and i go oh yeah you know <laughs> I get yay love it hell. uh i feel the same way about that i look at that sometimes and i'm like dude what the fuck happened yeah you know my mom she grew up catholic and then my dad grew up whatever the fuck he was did you um, ever go to anywhere with your dad for church or was it just no. your mom's side of the family absolutely yeah. not my my dad okay. never went to church um, he, I remember being really, oh, I think that's another thing too, is that, so he, from a very young age, told me that he was an atheist. I just wanted to know, like, what that looks like, if you don't believe in a God, in a, like. It's literally Mountain Dew, meth, and Salisbury steak. <laughs> that's what it looks like. He had no ambition, no motivation. Honestly, when you get to that point where you sell your kid's fucking dirt bike. For full price. Yeah, I agree. Gordo. But yeah, no, I don't know. It was just really hard. It was just bouncing back and forth. You know what I mean? I well, felt like one of those balls in Walmart, you know? 
bing bong, you know. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, I don't know. but also getting to the age where I'm like, I, I had all this. The main thing I thought was, he hated me, because he wasn't like in and out. He was never, never yeah, there. Yeah, he was, was gone. out. No, he would choose which. For some people, you should just shouldn't have kids, which I get. Mm-hmm. But he would choose his life over anything. And at a certain point, I understand it. If you didn't want to be a parent, I understand choosing your own path if the other decides to keep the child. Mm-hmm. Good on you for having that option. I honestly look at it now and I go, I wouldn't have wanted you around anyway. Yeah. But it did boil down to when I was that age, 10, 11, 12, 13, I was just like, my mom is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. My dad doesn't want to be my dad. It's obviously because I'm a bad person and I can't be loved and people don't like me that that's why he's not here. And that's why my mom's treating me the way that she's treating me. Well, and that's all you were ever set up to think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how could I not think? Exactly. How could I not think that I was like unimportant? No, exactly. Which is so fucked. You know, because, like, at the end of the day, like, it was these two fucking dum-dums that... They were like, oh, girl, yeah, have a kid, okay. I like sex. Horn. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but you know what I can, will say, though? Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of us because neither of us ended up going to jail. We've never been to jail. Dude, for real. No, not at all. Not I've once. never been pulled over. I know you can't say the same. I can't. I know I can't. But I think it's, it's a, it is definitely an interesting... It's an interesting... Um, yeah, to look at those guys and then yeah, be like, what the, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. I'm, like, proud of us. I am really proud of wow. us, too. It's really funny, though, because all the stuff I've done recreationally, whatever, yeah. there's always been this thing in the back of my head where I'm like, if you take it any further, uh-huh. you might enter a realm where you would understand your parents' point of view, and that is absolutely not an option. No, of course, yeah. And I, there's so much fear around addiction for mm-hmm. me that, you know... It's fortunately and unfortunate. I'm addicted to food, which is something that I'm working on, but it's not the food. It's the dopamine. It's the ADHD. It's the, you know, self-soothing. It's, it's the coping. The, it's the, yeah, it's coping. Mm-hmm. It's trauma responses. And I'm trying to thank fuck for therapy and talking to friends who are open about mental health, trying to better understand healthy ways to cope with shit that I didn't cause myself. Just growing up thinking that your environment is trying to forcibly push you out because you are not worth being there and you're like well no one's giving me an option i'm living here unless i unalive myself yeah and if i don't i have to laugh about it yeah i'm gonna freak which out which i mean i tried didn't fucking work out look at me same <laughs> twice i know yeah it's like fuck dude you know you like, didn't mm, have a choice really, at that point you really you really didn't try hard enough to yeah you? clearly yeah your work ethic is uh yeah Crap, the, trash. The there you go. Make fun of me for something else. Thanks so much. <laughs> Fuck. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it's so fucked up. Man, you just... You just God, you just don't try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Negative points. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. I think that, um, you know, I just think it's... It's just... I can't... Well, so I just... I can't get to the level of doing really anything recreationally. Um, what, oh, like, you, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, I've never been able to go past something that makes me not be able to, like, feel in myself, like, I just, I can't, like, the fact that I've seen all of these people go so far off to the handle that they can't, like, even 
there's feel no themselves. Yep. They uh-uh. can't. They it's can't. well, it's numbing. Yeah, exactly. I I have I've never really been like a. I mean, I hoofed hair spray in high school once, but that was <laughs> you know that was nothing compared to heroin. Yeah, yeah. So well, on, that's okay, good. but honestly, you know, and I can't say from experience, but what I've seen, so my my life hasn't been exposed to a lot of meth and heroin. Yours has. Mine's been alcohol, mm-hmm. um, alcohol, pills, and cocaine. Which I wonder how... Um, and that's not me, by the way. That's the people who have used it and abused it around me while I was growing up. Yeah. I wonder how different that was, though. Because I know that they both... I mean, they all have different reactions. I can tell you right now, the biggest difference that I have noticed, in, especially like with men. our stories that yeah. we've ta- shared, my mom was a functioning alcoholic. But she, she was would, angry, huh? No, but here's the thing, is that you do hard drugs like that, people will start to notice. Mm-hmm. If you're a functioning alcoholic, you get home, you get shit-faced, mm-hmm. do whatever dumb stuff you're going to do, be abusive, be wake angry, up. wake up, go to work, and no one knows. Mm-hmm. You're just a fun party person that everyone likes to hang out with. Yeah. And then, like, I would get home from work, and it was just, like, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then her shitty boyfriend's... One of them had schizophrenia, which is like not, I'm not dogging on that at all, but he was very abusive and aggressive and would scream all the time and throw my toys when I was like seven and eight years old. And then they would just get drunk. And it was just like, okay, and then they wake up and then they'd wake up and act like nothing was wrong because no one can see it. Yeah. There is like a home safe place. Exactly. But the safe place for them was a fucking living nightmare for me. Yeah. So I, for, you know, for my, from my mine was more like abandonment the whole thing the whole you know on both sides but especially like um you know I have two little brothers and at the time um my actually my dad's first wife um she met this guy off MySpace. she moved to Maine left her two kids um so I would go over and watch them and my dad would go off for like it, it was always him going off you know what I mean and then I would have to go searching for him in the trailer park to see like which trailer party he was at because uh, I had to go to sleep because it was like leave one. These kids, yeah. Well, and I was scared too. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know. Well, you were forcibly put into a caregiving role when you were yourself a child that needed to be yeah. cared for. Well, and I was also worried about him too. You know, I was just worried about well, but everybody again. And you shouldn't have to fucking do any of that. Well, yeah. So I think you know, at the end of the day, it was more like abandonment and also like neglect and with the meth came to like extreme anger you know mm-hmm. um but yeah you know i don't know i just i can't i have never dabbled and i'm very no. proud of myself because i went like we were talking about this earlier you know i think that it's either you learn from it and go the complete opposite direction or you just kind of fall into the same thing and i'll tell you right now though if i didn't move out of missouri i don't know the person that i would be and that's a weird thing to think about dude if i didn't move out of california i probably would have yeah succeeded yeah my work ethic would definitely Your have, work been ethic on point. have been on point um and it's been really... the ceo oh <laughs> or what are they called yes the guy he's a top dog the that's... owner you would have been the owner <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I went from friggin' busser, bus boy to owner. But Honestly, yeah. Same thing. It was a change of environment. And I think also, uh, so this is something that I've also brought up in therapy because I've been thinking about it a lot lately here. Different context, same kind of thought. Like the place that I'm at now. So we both live in the Pacific Northwest. And um, the 
place that I'm living, I just, it feels so stagnant and it feels not like home or I can make a future here or I can, you know, become who I want to become. And I brought up the idea of moving to my therapist and I was like, well, it's the same shit I did when I left California. I'm like, I feel like I'm just running away from my problems. And she went, oh, hold on. No one runs away from their problems because their problems will always follow. What you're doing is realizing that you leaving and moving to where you are now gave you so many opportunities that you learned from and grew from that you're not getting anymore because your perspective on life has changed and your needs and wants and hopes and all that stuff have evolved. Which is so crazy because, you know, when I think about stuff like that, I always think about what people say is like the grass isn't greener on the other side, but it's not even about that. Sometimes it is. Well, and and it's like, it's it's not even fucking about that anymore. It's not. It's not about the goddamn grass. Also, you don't know what my life is like. Exactly. You don't know what I'm trying to get. Well, you know, I can speak, you know, from experience, I had my kid here, you know, and I've done the whole thing. And I just feel like it is just a place where 20 year olds come to just chill well, and so, relax. So this town has been labeled the place where millennials, millennials go to retire. And honestly, like... It's 100% true. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, I... For some it works, but I just don't... I'm not feeling the vibe anymore, guys. Me either. Well, and also, too, it's like I... Not that I want people to have kids, because, like, some people should not breed, <laughs> but I don't have any, like, mom friends that are my age, mm-hmm. you know? And if... And all the mom friends that are here are, like... 40 and they're on their third baby which is fine but it's just completely different from isolating yeah you know it's like in all these other people like i said are 20 ish coming here to fucking retire they don't want to hang out with a kid you know yeah like they want to they don't want to hang out with me and a kid yeah which has been really fucking hard and i'm not into it anymore it's fucking difficult like you know i felt like i've done a lot of this shit on my own, which, I mean, I made the fucking decision. But you know what I mean. Like, it's just nice to have somebody who, like, moderately understands yeah. and that is, like, your friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's, it's the connection. I just... Well, it's not... And that's the thing, too, is that, like, I don't know. I don't... I'm grateful for what this place has given me. But me too. it's like, damn, bitch. Well, it's... The way that I'm trying to... Not trying to. The way that I'm starting to look at it is more of a... It's just not serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. Chapter done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like I haven't gotten everything I can from this place, but I've definitely gotten enough to where I'm like, okay, I just uh, not feeling it anymore. Yeah. New chapter but, this time. You know, it's. I think also the things in our lives that that we've wanted have changed so much, especially with figuring out our mental health shit. We're like, oh, that's what I've been doing that's making me feel like a fucking nutcase. Maybe I'm not going to do that anymore. Maybe I'm going to try and find an environment. Like you getting your desk and you having a space for yourself. Realizing the importance of having a space for yourself that no one else needs and no one else is going to use. That shit is so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I've never, yeah. like, you know, I've never had that in any relationship, in childhood. You know, I had my room, but it was so filled with like shit because I think I was a hoarder you know because I was hoarding emotions so I'd have like collecting yeah yeah um but you know what I'm gonna be that person and I'm just gonna say this fucking rain okay if I already didn't have like fucking issues like they're putting me on a new medication issues because I'm so fucked this rain dude I can't because it's constant it's so sad it's so sad 
I just, it's too much for somebody yeah. to deal with. Like, it's the depression rate in this goddamn place is so sad. No yeah. one's okay. <laughs> well, and I think after you've spent so many years at a place, you're like, uh, I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And if it's the literal environment, like the geographic placement of where you are that's fucking with your head, you're like, I, I've seen the pattern. I don't want to do this anymore. And if it's all of the above, yeah. well, you know what? We're good. Nah. You're done. So You're done. The, <laughs> you're done. So it's definitely like, uh, next, uh, no, next, next thing now. What was like, you know, speaking of like, because t- I was thinking about like relationship stuff. Like what was your last straws for what like I just I feel like there were so many things that would happen in like our relationships like there was a last straw you know what I mean um are we still talking about like the last straw in trying to move or the last straw in the last straw in like relation like uh so what made you think of that part because I was thinking about when we were talking about space and I think my last straw came when everybody else was getting all this space and I was like I am gonna lose my shit and I did yeah and I that was my last straw that was your last straw yeah it's also the autonomy thing it's like having say over your space and your time yeah like one thing that you're like no we can't do that um I think a big last straw for me especially when it comes to that so when I realize that I've been letting people diminish the importance of my time. So there's one specific story that was like be all end all. Um, so I was married. I am a divorcee. A divorcee. Divorcee. Um, and I often forget about it because it feels like someone else's life and it feels like, honestly, it feels like someone, like a show that I watched. It was like not even real to me. Um, and that's another thing I'm working on because it is a huge part of my existence now and um, my mental that's health. That's like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, I disassociated with it for a long time. But I used to be married and it was terrible. We were together for about three years, married for four months. Um, that timing. Yeah. Well, one of the, the catalyst of it was it was my birthday. Happy birthday to me. And Happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and um, my ex didn't like that I wanted to go and party with my friends. And I was like, well, what are we? I, I mean, I wanted to do something with you, but you didn't want to do anything. He didn't even want to, like, stay in and have dinner or go out anywhere or go someplace. Because I like, I like camping and going, you know, to the beach and doing all this stuff and... <clears throat> He just didn't want to do anything. And I was like, well, I want to go. I want to go have fun. It's like, you want to go have fun with me and my friends? And he's like, well, I don't want to know your friends, first of all. And we'd been together for three years and he'd only met them maybe a handful of times. And these are like close people. I only met him twice and it was in passing and I was so it was weird. Yeah. 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 I remember you brought you your baby mm-hmm. to my housewarming party and he wasn't even there. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. And the, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I was like, well, come hang out with my friends. My friends want to do something for my party. And, uh, he was like, I don't want to get to know your friends. I was like, why? Like, they're a huge part of my life. He's like, it just doesn't interest me. So we're, uh, we, 
after all that, I still was like, okay, then maybe we'll just have dinner. He's working. I'm home on my birthday making dinner. Uh, and he's late. And, and not picking up my texts, not picking up my calls, not communicating at all. Nothing. And uh, he finally shows up. And I was like, where the fuck? What? Where were you? I'm like, happy birthday. Uh, what the hell is going on? And he's like, well, I just thought, you know, I was doing something fun and it was a spur of the moment thing. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, okay. Before I say this, I also have to give you guys a frame of reference. Um, <sighs> we were in and out of an open status in our marriage. And at this point we were out of it. Uh, it was very toxic and very bad. And we did not agree on a lot of things and boundaries. And I was feeling very, very, very unsafe in my physical, sexual health with at, him. I'm so sorry. At this moment, were you in? We were the out. Open? You we were, were out of it. We okay. were, we weren't open. We okay. were monogamous at this time because he wanted to work on it. I wanted to work on it. We didn't really trust each other. And we had been married at this point too. And, um, he came back and he's like, well, it was a spur of the moment thing. And I just thought that you would like that I, you know, did something fun. And I was like, what did you do? Also, it's my birthday and I've been waiting for you and dinner's cold, which I don't really care about that. But I'm like, I could have been it's enjoying a fucking myself. Principal bitch. He found some dude on Craigslist <laughs> and gave him a blowjob. Didn't do anything else. And then he left from there and came to try and kiss me. Happy birthday thinking that I would be so excited that he did something fun and adventurous for himself. I don't think, like, I've, I, there's never anything that I have heard that is that fucked. I, that's something that you can't even, you know, that you can't even dig into that. There was a flip that switched, a switch that flipped, there we go. A flip is switching. A switch that flipped in my head um, at that moment. I was like, this person doesn't give two fucks about anything that I think or feel or do or say. They don't care. That is the last straw. That is like the, you know. Well, I mean, I think that, that there's uh, probably like 18 straws that before was, that. But, but that, that was, was, that was the know. one that made everything click. Yeah. Um, and I was just done. I mm-hmm. was done. I like, I lost my shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was a lot of like, oh, I thought you would understand. It was gaslighty as hell. It was so stupid, narcissistic, big-headedness. I thought you would understand. I thought you would like it. I thought you'd be happy for me. Bitch, what? No. No. Um, It was a yelling match. There was a lot of like, well, you this, and what about that time and this? And I am not going to lie. I played a huge part in the toxicity in that relationship because there's a lot of stuff that I was working through that I did not have the emotional maturity and the vocabulary to deal with and process. So I was like total hundred percent defense mode where all of my crying phase of being pissed was gone. I would just look at him and go, I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And he responded with, well, I'm going to fucking kill myself and you're going to find my body and it's going to be your fault. And it's so shitty, but I just responded with, okay, have fun. Cause they never do it. Well, I knew They're it. never the owners of the I knew company. That because, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he, ne- he could never reach the full potential. Absolutely not. Um, and I just like just kept looking at him like I was like, I pity you. Yeah. I pity that you live your life thinking that your experience is more important because it's your experience and that you cannot for one time be vulnerable enough to try and 
see someone else's perspective. I straight up think this man is a sociopath, and I'm so stoked that he, I don't yeah. that I don't have to be in his life anymore. I was like, you need to figure it out. Uh, this month's rent is paid, mm. and it was like, so my birthday is on the twentieth, um, and we had to give a thirty day notice, <laughs> so we both paid the next month's rent. I left. I think I stayed with my mom, mm-hmm. which was a whole other story, but. Uh, that was the last straw. It was definitely like a, it put so, it was like a, a scene in a movie where everything just goes and like slows down. And there was just this pinpoint in my head. It was like, it was like, yeah, a hundred percent. It was like, a, um, you know, those tube lights that you like, those like fluorescent tube lights. Oh yeah. It was like that shattered into a billion pieces in my head. That's, and I was like, yeah. dude, fuck this. This makes a lot of sense. I understand why you're treating me like shit because I was so insecure and so unaware of things that I valued in myself that I let you treat me like absolute shit. Yeah. And I'm not doing this anymore. Last fucking straw. Um, I'm realizing all of the ways that I sabotage my health, both mental, physical, and emotional, because I allowed myself to be put in a situation where I was less than unimportant. To both parties. Well, and this just ties into the back of the, how did you feel in childhood, you know? Oh, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. When everything clicked in my head, I was like, oh, I got the impression that this was what I was supposed to do. This is what love is. This This is is what what marriage is. is. Uh, Because of, hmm, Mm -hmm. hmm, interesting. And it just, it pissed me off. There's so much resentment that came out of that for myself because I was like, I'm the only one to blame, which is pretty true it's a 50 50 do you want to hear the craziest contrast Mm -hmm. okay my partner will get me flowers it's extremely sweet there was one time where he was a little tipsy and he was riding his bike he's like i'm gonna get us dinner and i was like okay he got us burritos on his bike i was unemployed and very sad at this time also i had surgery on my foot a couple months Mm, prior yeah yeah he didn't text me for a while he's like oh i'm gonna stop at the store and get some beer i was like okay didn't text me I was like, let me know if you're here. Cause I was like, you're a little, you're a little tipsy. I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> he gets up and he opens the door and he looks like he's about to start crying. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Are you okay? And he's like, while I was in the convenience store, someone stole my bike. But I had my backpack on that had all the food and, and you know, where he could put his beer. And he's like, but I picked a, a flower for you. Oh my God. And they kept the flower on the bike that they left. So he walked from the convenience store with the beer, the burritos, and the flour. And he's like, I don't have my bike, but I'm still glad that this they have this flour for you. And he gave me the flour, and he started... Cr- I End named, scene. I named that flour bike. <laughs> and I, bike took, the I, flour? I kept it alive for like four months. That's really... Oh, my God. That person. His bike just got stolen, and he still brought that flour to me. Yeah. I, that I'm gonna is, push him down some stairs. I'm so mad. Oh my god, he's so sweet. I'm gonna freak I'm out. I'm gonna stab him in the sleep. Punch him in the throat. Exactly. No, I. I just. Wow. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Talk what? about turn the fuck around. Are you kidding me? I can't believe we said both of those situations in one in one hour. Yeah. Like no that's that the same. Yeah. That's your life. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm like, come live with me. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I look at it and I just like I think the the craziest thing too is like that flip of the switch moment you were talking about. I, yeah, I had like, mine. Yeah, where you think you're like 
I don't fucking deserve this shit anymore. Yeah. And, and then you, you know, realize. I can't even pinpoint it. Well, the thing, but you can you pinpoint yeah. the feeling. But when you feel that, mm-hmm. dude, it's one of the best feelings it's ever. It's the best feeling. You feel like, fucking I don't realize it. I don't I mean, I don't realize. I don't deserve this. So you're going to change it. And then when you get what you do deserve, you're like, what the fuck? I know. It's I cried for like, like years. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't deserve this. No. Not at all. No. So I think, you know, the last, um, when you were talking about, he didn't want to do anything with you. He didn't want to no, do didn't this. No, he didn't give a shit. We were talking about love languages earlier. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one thing that I struggle with because I didn't really realize that that was a thing. I constantly am one of those people that like needs reassurance. And I'm Validation, constantly like, give me yeah. your words. Give me your words. But I realize I don't need words. I just want something, somebody to be interested in the things that I'm interested in, whether yeah. it's for two hours, yeah. whether it's once a week, whether it's, but I feel like that's really important for everybody Oh, well, to feel love, absolutely. Like, to feel it's like the somebody's acceptance. interested uh-huh. in you. It's the acceptance of your whole self. Yeah. You're with someone. I mean, honestly, that. That concept can be carried over into any kind of connection you have, mm-hmm. whether it's platonic, you know, uh, relationship connection, or even a work connection. If you're in an environment where you're yourself, and parts of yourself that you find important aren't being recognized and nourished, because you're also you're doing that to the other, mm-hmm. it feels like okay, you're gonna run me dry, and yeah. I'm gonna have nothing else to give, even to myself. What yeah. am I gonna do? What am I going to do? I don't feel respected. Yeah. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. I don't feel interested in. No. Yeah. So and why would I be interested? Exactly. And I have come to find that that's what I think everybody needs. That's what I need. I have needs. I want to go on a hike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Love you. I'm just going to go on a hike. Yeah. It's a good journey, though. No, it's great. I'm really glad that you were able to share all that because I'm, tell- I'm telling you, it may, in your head, think... It makes me feel like a fucking crazy person. Yeah, but it's not... Dude, I have so many stories, too, which it, I, it's, like, yeah. mind-blowing. Bo- mind well, that's the thing is that, like, I'm sure if anybody listens to this, they're going to be like, you good, bitch? I know. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Pause. But you know what you did? Huh? You followed through. Oh, no. Nope. And you nope. kept going. <laughs> Look at you now. It's like when you're running. Following to, through on like the couch. You're running and like squishing your butt cheeks together. trying not to shit your pants, but you just shit your pants anyway. And just, you know, keep fucking walking, dude. We got I've never places done that. to be. <laughs> I'm, well, welcome. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Wow. You followed through. Fuck. I'm oh. so proud. <laughs> no, but really, I am really fucking proud of you. And, and it's really too. hard because it's like, uh, it seems like a movie. But oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's a your horror movie. Film. Yeah. But, it is a horror film. But, you know. It's like the human centipede. <sighs> but emotional? <laughs> yeah. The emotional human centipede. I hate it. Yeah. That's the Could one movie that my partner can't watch. He can't. Dude, Have you seen the second The one? emotional human centipede? I'm sorry. That was like a really good idea. Well, I know, but the, the we should make one. A, we should make a movie nope. out of it. Nope. The human nope. centipede inside. I hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Human resentipede? Yeah. Oh. Dude. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. We got, yeah, we're working shit out. No, it's good. We're figuring it out. Yeah. We love therapy. We're alive. God bless America. Eh, I don't like that. I, no. You know what I do? I don't like this. Because it's, I, it's ironic. Oh, yeah. Because I don't mean that shit. God <laughs> isn't real. America's fake. <laughs> and bless. Money's not real. Time doesn't exist. Bless up, you know. God bless, bless up. up. <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. I need to find a new one. Maybe I should think of one. You got one. I miss that you don't say Sister Biscuit anymore. You know what? That's my old life, okay? Okay, that's true. I'm in a new chapter, right? <laughs> Maybe I can say, Father Tractor. <laughs> what did you say, Father Tractor? <laughs> okay. Is that good? I like that a lot. You like that one? Father Tractor. Father Tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of God bless America, Father Tractor. Oh, I need three words though. No, I yeah. like Father Tractor a lot. <laughs> it's like the fake insult. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's good. Well, All right, Father Tractor. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> um. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I know that our first episode was a little psychotic, but. Also, can I just say, I'm so sorry for saying like personally five times. Like personally, I just like am really fucking sorry. So <laughs> that was embarrassing. I listened to it and I was like, Jesus, bitch. Also, I burped a lot. But you know. But it was funny because it's like, obviously it's personal. I'm saying it. It's like, shut up. You know what I mean? So it analytical. I know. I think we're fine. No, but we're, we're totally working out fine. the kinks again. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. I don't know. Good time. Good talk. Yeah. Good fucking talk, Father Tractor. Father Tractor. Father Tractor. Okay, good night. Good night.